cycles of science and engineering it took to recover this gold, gold, gold. Welcome to All Gold Everything, a podcast for people who are fetch or Q, as the Mills would say. Are they? Stop it. The Mills are not <laughs> saying fetch. That is like 1990 no, I agree with you. Mills are definitely not saying fetch, but we're reading we're, tonight. One of our topics is this uh, guide to dating lingo, and it claims that they're saying the word Q for when someone is cool. So, a podcast for people who are fetch or Q, as they're saying these days. Anyway, I am one of your hosts. But are they saying fetch? (laughs) We need to be really clear about this. Okay, so they're not saying fetch or Q. Just uh, no. Is the article saying that they're saying fetch? No, it's not. Oh, you made that up. I made that up. Okay. They are not saying fetch. Nobody's saying fetch. Okay. I thought it was going to be pretty funny. Oh. I, I missed, I I missed the that joke. one by you. I was just like dying slowly. Uh, it's okay. The funniest jokes are the ones that, uh, that don't land. They don't hit? No, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I'm one of your hosts. The funniest uh, jokes are the ones that are funny. Yeah. That's true. I'm Heidi B. I'm Sandy. And we're here in Portland tonight. It's a beautiful night. Yes. It's gorgeous. Yes. Uh, getting Harking we're back to the days. We're wearing sleeves. Oh, we sleeveless. We sleeveless. Okay, so this happened to me today. I took um, my stepdaughter to the orthodontist today, and I was wearing a tank top. I just went all in on the no sleeves today. It felt so good. The sun was out. It was like 75 degrees outside. And I got into the orthodontist office, and the gal at the admin desk was like, oh, it's a beautiful day outside. And I was like, yes, it certainly is. And she was like, oh, you're wearing a tank top. And I'm like, yeah, I am. It's beautiful out. And she's like, it's not that beautiful. And I was all, what? You're like, raise, oh, raise up, bitch, because yeah. it is. I was like, raise up. And then she was like, I am wearing sandals. And I was like, I okay, yeah. I just, whatever. You're so. just not hitting with anybody today. No, I am not. So hopefully you haven't already turned us off. Maybe I'll say something you think is funny at some stage, and I'll leave it to Sandy to, you will. to, uh, knock on, uh, to hit in the runs. Um, so it is the first day of spring. It does feel awesome outside. It feels like summer. It does. It's great. Um, and... Uh, Today, on our way here, uh, I stopped earlier in the day and bought us Powerball tickets. So we have Powerball tickets, not Mega Millions tickets. We have winning Powerball numbers. We're switching up our gambling this evening. Just going to let you know we have winning Powerball numbers. So before the show you were talking about, so the, the Powerball jackpot is $550 million. So we would be splitting that. I Originally, originally I thought we'd be splitting it two ways, but really we got to include Mark in on the cut. So we got to split it three ways, which makes the math a little more difficult. But... Let's say roughly a hundred and stop. I was not involved in this decision and it has not been made. Oh, okay. So we won't split it equally. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> to be determined. So this is Heidi. This is what she it. does. She just makes decisions. I just make, I'm I calling guess. I, I got to stop. This is a multi-million dollar decision. This is a multi-million dollar you decision. You just made and didn't run by me. <laughs> Whoa. I just figured like, I don't know. The three of us are, although, well, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know what you figured. <laughs> But you didn't run it by me. That's true. Okay, so no decisions are final until we've decided on them together. That's true. That's... I mean, it sounds fair. Yes, that is absolutely fair. The way that came out of my mouth made it sound like I was thinking that wasn't like it was fair. was a question. Yeah, but I really so do. That's what really you're telling me is, is yeah, that's we not, have to make decisions together? <laughs> that's not really uh, how I meant it, but that is how it sounded. So anyway, we do make decisions. Largely, we make our decisions together. We try. Uh, that one has not been made. Either way, we're probably going to give Mark some kind of cut of the $550 million. I would be down for that. Yeah, okay. Maybe not, maybe not in thirds. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. <laughs> You're the one that has to look at him throughout the podcast, not me. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. 
his broken heart. He's crying into his underpants. I'm not not afraid to tell my truth. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, you were saying before the show that you had been looking at some things today. What would you, what would you buy with, say you're half, say we'll do half with your $225 million. What would, what would you buy? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, clearly we do have some to spare for Mark. Mm-hmm. So I think the first thing I would do was decide what his cut is. Um, <laughs> but what I, I think what I said I would buy is a fine jewelry septum ring. Yeah, that would be great. Yes. All diamonds? Yeah, like just like my ring except for my septum. Oh, yeah, that would be yeah. great. And it wouldn't go all the way. Would it go all the way around? I don't know. It doesn't move, I will right? leave that to the jewelry designers. Yeah, I mean, I currently probably... I can spin this one all the way around. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd want to spin the diamonds into my flesh. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Yeah, it's flesh. And then yeah. what else did I say? I had one more thing. Uh, I only heard the fine jewelry septum discussion. I One of my favorite things ever, I hope that there are people watching this on YouTube because one of my favorite things ever is when you put your forehead on your microphone. It's so funny. It's like my favorite like, ah, moment. It's, cow- it's so like, cute. It's, it's like the a most shameful adorable. cowering cause <laughs> I qu- because my mind is failing. <laughs> yeah. So that just came, that just came to me because I've been like oogling Mm -hmm. this fine jewelry website for piercings. Yeah. That's why. However, what have you been oogling lately? That would be the first thing that you'd drop. Well, I have to tell you that I have been on a little bit of a shopping spree in the last couple of days anyway. So I don't know. I I had time on Saturday. It started with the purchase of a sports bra. Okay. And I was like, oh, I just the need gateway, <laughs> the gateway purchase, <laughs> the gateway purchase. Oh, I just need a sports bra. And then on the website I was on, they had like a little cute crop top. So I was like, oh, I get the sports bra and the crop top. And then I was like, oh, but there's this other website that I love carbon 38. They have great leggings, the Takara legging. I saw someone in, you know what I hate about carbon 38? Hmm. Everything's too fucking small. Uh, I generally agree with that, but this particular legging that I don't know if carbon 38 makes it, I don't know who actually makes it, but it's called the Takara legging and they carry it Those all the time. Cool leggings. Yeah. yeah. And I ordered them in like an indigo, like a Navy blue. Oh yes. Yeah. I'm real excited about that. And so then I was getting that, but then I was like, Oh, if I order, if I order something else, I get free shipping. So then I found another sports brother I really liked and nude and like the back is like crisscrossy and I'm like, Oh, that's cute. And then I was like, Oh my God, we're going to Arizona next week. And I don't know if I have anything to wear like in the sun. So then I was like, Jeff, I gotta go to the mall so I went to the mall and then I was at J Crew and picked up some tank tops and then I was like oh you know it'd be great to top this outfit off while I'm in Arizona is a mini backpack oh that's right you sent me that weird mini backpack so pick. it's weird I bought a mini backpack I still I'm like afraid to take it out of its bag it's at my house it's, it's sitting in my closet tell me more about it's this purchase. really okay so one of the things I love about it is like a navy blue and a light blue leather and it's like you know I'm not I don't go veganish on bag so I carry a leather bag I'm it not is, really, I mean leather bags are nice they're nice so I'm like well there there's that um and it is uh Mark Jacobs which I feel a little conflicted about because like I know that well because I don't know how I feel about him as a designer necessarily yeah, and the only do I I mean and the, it sounds dumb but I was for a while I felt like I should boycott Mark Jacobs because there was a long period where he was using heroin like a lot of heroin and I felt like a lot, like it matters. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't just a little <laughs> here or there. It was like more than Pete Davidson. It's but like boycott level heroin. <laughs> boycott level heroin. And I was feeling like, I don't want to like support this guy's drug addiction because he's like definitely all the way in it. He was like super thin and like looking really deathly. Um, but then I, I didn't know this. I, and I don't know how I knew it. I don't know. And it was a couple years ago. So then I bought this backpack and I was like, well, maybe he's been to rehab since. So, and maybe I'm not really that principled. Maybe like I really don't care that much about it. 
Yeah. So then the other thing about it is that it's um, it's straps are branded. So I'm a little like, ugh, I'm not crazy about wearing stuff that has like the brand or the label all over it, but it's cute enough on my body and it makes my butt look really cute that I was like, I'm just going to buy it. And if I need to take it back, I'll take it back. So it's currently sitting in its little purse bag in the Nordstrom bag in my closet. Cause now that we have these two dogs, I'm afraid that if I even take it out of the bag, yeah. it's going to be like covered in dog hair and smell and like all the stuff. So I yeah. don't know. Okay. So anyway, I've already been on a little mini shopping spree <gasps> without even having one $550 million. I know. So. I'm like that might add up to how much my, Mm-hmm. my septum it ring is going to be so I don't know um, but that's awesome I'm kind of feeling like you need to take that bag back because you did not sell it I know you did not know. sound like you really liked I know. it I can't and decide. there are some real cute Gucci mini backpacks I know just right around the corner <laughs> I know right around the corner <laughs> Jeff was like why wouldn't you just buy like a Prada mini backpack and I was like I don't know I don't know what it is about I do like that this particular one is like I like how it's cute. You like it. I like it. Okay. I think the problem is I'm embarrassed that I like a mini backpack. Well, yeah, let that go. <laughs> own that shit, girl. If you really are going to rock a mini backpack. I'm going to have to own it. I have to let go of all shame and embarrassment and understand it's like a trendy piece. Mm-hmm. I went for it. I went all in. I got this cute blue one. So I'm just... I. I'm right there. I'm right there. I have a confession. These are my confessions. When I was in Hawaii, I only had my... I'm so Portland. Like, Sarah would die. (laughs) I have this, like, Madewell tote that I just throw all my shit in, and I've been carrying it around for a long time now. It's my purse, but it is not a fashion piece. It is, like, truly practical. So I took it to Hawaii, and I realized it was way too big and heavy. It's Uh just very Portland winter. Yeah. And so I wanted something for in Hawaii. Did you buy a mini backpack? I bought a mini backpack under the with the recommendation yes. from my daughter with the plan that it's going to Providence with her ah, when I'm finished with it yes so I did rock a little it was like a little transparent Jansport oh my god how mini cute mini backpack while oh I was god. in Hawaii and it, it was transparent like a pl- clear plastic one yeah oh my god I love it yeah maybe I do love mini backpacks I think I love them more than I'm really willing to admit yeah, I mean, I it's, a, the idea it's it. a sporty look. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. It looks cute with sneakers. It's functional. Yeah, I mean, I might, like, I'm getting sold now that I might do the the, the fine jewelry septum ring uh-huh. and, like, a Gucci mini backpack. There you go. Or oh maybe God. a fanny pack. You're Why gonna, not? I, you know what? I did see some uh, some fanny packs that looked really cute while I was at Nordstrom, and they're in their, like, designer end, uh, designer yeah. section, mm-hmm. and um, I'm open to it. Yeah. So I am here for it. I love the idea. You, look, you would look so cute with a diamond septum ring and a mini backpack. There we go. <laughs> That's it. Fashion done. Fashion advice. Check, check, yeah. check. On to the next. Uh, one of the things I wanted to let our listeners know, we were talking about this before the show as well. I uploaded us. Uh, we are now on Spotify. Spotify. So you do have to go to Spotify podcast. There's like a specific um, section for the podcast. And then you have to scroll through until you find our little gold conversation bubble that's a gold heart it's a gold bubble and it has a heart in the middle right mm-hmm. yeah um and it's that's so us. obvious it's, it's right there look at your screen oh yeah there it is <laughs> look at your screen it's right there that's right there if you're watching on youtube all you have to do is look at your screen that's our logo mm-hmm. you'll find us that way um if you're listening on apple podcasts you could look at your screen as well mm-hmm. and you'll see it there that's true yeah it's everywhere yeah it's, our logo is, logos be our logo is ubiquitous, ubiquitous. i mean that's kind of like the whole point of a logo that is the whole point of a logo we've got say. it splashed around so that's good that's good uh the first thing we're starting off with tonight is more discussion of the admission scandal that's rocking the country yeah <laughs> and i think is it gonna start with my corrections corner i think so if you are comfortable with that 
I have. If you're not, yeah, I, I can. T- I have something else to kind I of weigh in about it. I think that we should before you yeah, go on. Before we go any further, because I do have some digressions around this. So, this is important. Listeners, you must listen. Watchers, you must watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as you know, we discussed the um, Varsity Blues debacle. Uh-huh. on the last podcast. Yeah. And um, we had some opinions, which I still stand behind everything I said. Yeah. However. Okay. So I went and consumed more media throughout the week after. And I was watching the Wendy Williams show. Yes. How are you doing? Hey, girl. And um, I do think I have to digress because I had two experiences watching Wendy Williams. Okay. And one is my corrections corner. Yeah. And another is... Um, Wendy Williams just made her return mm-hmm. after like a two year abs or two month, month absence. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Wendy Williams watcher yeah. chronic. Like yeah. I go way back. Okay. She's like super fan. OG. She's, super she's fan. real. She's yeah. like a, she was like, she's, she's in New York radio. She is mm-hmm. hip hop. Mm-hmm. And so she had some weird shit go on and then she went off the air for two months. Mm-hmm. And I actually loved um, how they replaced her and how they, what did they do? They had just like um, panels of celebrities come oh, cool. on, like people like us. Yeah, frankly, people like us. Yeah, and, <laughs> celebrities. And they just were like they us. were funny people, yeah, yeah. and and it was really good. Um, and then she came back, and I was like, so while she was away, there was some shit swirling, a lot of shit about her. Hu- like yeah. I was, oh, I, did see I that was today. worried about her, like yeah. shit about her husband. Yeah, like Charlemagne was saying shit, Howard Stern was saying uh-huh. shit. Andy Cohen, my, my father. That seems unlikely that he would get in the middle of yeah, this. Yeah, he had some shit to say about her husband. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of worries. I worried um, about drugs and I worried about abuse because that was some of the stuff going around with her husband. Mm-hmm. There was also stuff about her husband cheating. I did see that today. And I was I was just kind of worried about her yeah. and I didn't know what was going on. So when they do said- Do we need to send her a dick? Do we need to send her yeah. a ship a dick box? Do we need to send her some flowers? Like, what do we need to do? Right. Yeah. And, and because I've been a chronic fan, yeah. it's like, ugh. I, I was worried. So she's coming back on and I kind of had mixed feelings because I, I also, what I hate is like some bullshit, right? Mm. So she comes back on and she had this really weird response to her absence about having like Graves disease. And I'm like, why are you bullshitting? Mm. I don't like that. But then I'm watching her and I'm noticing that like, I'm liking whatever is happening. I'm really liking this liking new Wendy Williams. See. It's like, this is the old Wendy Williams. Like she's hitting the jokes. She's being herself. Yeah. She's being funny. And she does that thing that she has the ability to do which is like light me up like I really like I really like her and she's and she's been doing that and so I'm watching um, her talk about the varsity blues scandal Mm -hmm. and this is still all before her confession that came out yesterday so I'm watching her talk about the varsity is that what they're calling the admission scandal stuff that was the FBI's name their oh, code their I missed that oh that's so sharp yeah I just so, want to be up in the FBI code naming stuff and that is what we need to hashtag instead of college admission scandal yes. that's hashtag the varsity, varsity blues. Blues. Okay. okay you got it Done. um so I'm watching it and they and it was that shot where one of Lori Laughlin's daughters was trying to come home from somewhere. Mm. And I don't think it was the one on the yacht. I think it was the other one. Okay. And they're taking the pictures and she's huddled up and she's trying to cover her face. Right. And I was hit so hard with the reality of what the media is doing to this poor girl. Yeah. What came to me was I have done some real fucked up shit. I've done some criminal shit. Mm-hmm. I've done some embarrassing shit. And I'm so grateful none of it was put on blast Ooh. for the whole country. Yeah. Even more than that, my daughter mm-hmm. has made some bad decisions. Yeah. 
and she, she's probably done some criminal shit. Yeah. Um, I am so glad that that's not put on blast for yeah. the whole country. Yeah. It would be devastating. Yeah. And for this generation of kids with like zero coping skills, yeah. I was afraid for her and I felt for her. Yeah. And I like was like, I cannot contribute to this. Wow. Yeah. Um, cause I can't. Yeah. And so I, I feel like I know that I was, I had a reaction to this. I had a very strong reaction mm-hmm. to this college admission scandal. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was coming from a place of, I have a huge like lifelong resent resentment with white privilege, mm-hmm. which really comes from a, um, scarcity fear and a resources fear. Sure. And that's what drove this huge reaction I had to mm-hmm. this like because in hindsight what we know is like this shit has been going on forever the deck has always been yeah, stacked sure this is not new so by me just like adding to these kids yeah pain and I know some people would say they're college students they're not kids, kids. but they're this kids. generation they're yeah. kids no coping skills no and coping constant skills. I mean in addition to that like what exacerbating what you're talking about is the fact that there's constant social media like constant documentation of everything every misstep every bad choice every stupid decision I mean we're hearing you talk about like that it's the same thing I could not be more grateful that Facebook and Instagram did not exist or in their current Facebook did exist when I was in college but not in its current form because cell phones didn't exist in their current form they were still like flip phones the cameras were like pretty shitty you still had like download Java in order to like upload any it was way more complicated right I'm really impressed though that you had Facebook in college we did we did she's a young she's a young that's so sweet but um but I didn't use it then and nobody was really using it because it was like it took it was hard to get the photos uploaded yeah because it was hard to get so anyway but the point all to say that like I I agree like there is a level of scrutiny that did not exist like all my horrendous and humiliating things that I did were not documented photo documented in every yeah. se- you know at every step well, along the on way on top of that this this public response mm. is so huge Big. on her and so and it's how I don't know how she can cope mm-hmm. and we know that she doesn't have the strongest parents from an right. emotional standpoint yeah. um I it just I, I just felt a lot of um, responsibility for stepping far, far away from shaming her. Sure. And even including that I know she probably knew. I don't know. Like that's still up in the air what mm. she knew, but she probably knew. Yeah. And even in the setting of that, I don't think it's fair to first for this mass public internet shaming mm. of her. Um, so that's really all I have to say of that. And then moving on, like, and then the next day I hear, I'm watching Wendy Williams. Yeah. Uh, Cause I always do. Mm-hmm. And um, she is, it said, Wendy gets real. And I knew, and I knew she was going to tell us what's yes. really, what was really going on. And yeah. I was like, this is the Wendy Williams I know. And of course, and she said at the end, you know, what she did was she basically said, um, I've been in, I go home to a sober house. Yeah. I'm living in a sober house with a bunch of drug addicts. Yeah. Recover in recovery. Yeah. And then in the past, she's had a problem with cocaine. She didn't allude to what her current addiction Issue is. was. Right. Yeah. Um, but she's living in a sober house, so it's likely substance. Yeah. And, um, and she said, some people are going to think I'm crazy and I'm batshit, but other people are going to think I'm brave. Mm-hmm. And I think that she's so brave and, 
from what I've seen this week, these two weeks she's been back, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she's she's the old Wendy. Like yeah. her personality, like when, you know, when we take the substances away and yeah. shit starts to clear and who we are starts to bubble to the surface, yeah. the light. Yeah. That's what's happening with Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Andy Cohen. Sorry, mm-hmm. fucking Charlemagne. <laughs> like Howard Stern. Mm, I know everybody you. thinks you're so the shit right now because you wrote a fucking book. Is that why yeah. do people care about Howard Stern right now? I don't. I'm not really that interested in Howard Stern. Yeah, just stop talking about my girl Wendy and well, I'll leave you alone. I was just alone. thinking, you know, one of what you're saying is so right. Like one of the most beautiful thing about seeing people get sober is like seeing kind of the lights turn back on. And especially if you hang around places where people are sober long enough and you get to see people make it through like the first week or two or make it through the first year, you get to see like the lights come back on, you know, and that, it doesn't happen at, at that quickly for everyone. Like two months is a pretty quick quick turnaround time to like get detoxed, get clear, return to self, feel confident, feel like you're your old self again. And that's like a, such a beautiful thing to watch. I'm not surprised that you were moved by that at all. I had two, two kind of notes on the discussion that we're having. One is that I read this article. I read, I didn't watch Wendy, but I read the uh, article in people about her sober living experience. So she was talking about like, she lives in a sober house with a bunch of guys and I was like, I I have no experience of anyone I know living in a sober house. Like in my experience, sober houses are gendered clearly that they're like there were guys and and I worked with a woman who had guys oh yeah Mm -hmm. I just feel like that is a recipe for like so much drama I can't believe it I can't believe that 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 blew my mind drive out to fucking Damascus oh in Damascus but I mean that's that is a thing I feel like in a small city like that that would maybe make maybe there's only like one or two sober houses but in a place like New York I just feel like that is just like to me that seems a little bit like a recipe for disaster but I mean or for drama at the very least so I was like my interest was peaked about like that and then the other thing I looked at is that she has a sober coach, right? So I was like, oh, what is it? You know, what is a sober coach? So La I mean, Lohan had a sober coach. I mean, all it's the celebrities basically like have a, a sober college, coach. It's like a college admissions counselor. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. Well, so it's like a sober coach would cost you between seven and $2,400 a day, depending. And then I like found a place where you can apply to between be. Between $7 and 700, 700. Oh, I thought you said between seven <laughs> and $2,400. And I'm like, That's Whoa. a wide range. This is a broad I, berth of, uh, <laughs> Of sober coach options. Uh, But anyway, so then I went to, I I wanted to see like how one becomes a sober coach because I'm like, well, I don't know. What is, what do you get paid to be a sober coach? How easy is it? So I am considering maybe applying to be a sober coach because I don't know, maybe you just get paid to, I would be a fucking bomb sober coach. You would, but is it ethical? I don't know. I have to look into it a little further. It's not fucking ethical. Why do you think that? Tell me more. You're going to charge someone to pass on the gift that you were given freely? Okay. No, I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I hadn't even really considered it. I mean, I feel like I already do a lot of that anyway. Yeah. So then I was like... But think about it. Like, just jump from, like, take the money aside. Mm. Like, and jump from what you would be doing with this person on a daily basis. Oh, my God, basis. exactly. That was the other thing. I'm like, what? You just, like, go to 7-Eleven and pick up Diet Coke. You go, or, like, you go, which I do all the you're time. You're going to be 12-stepping them. You just would be 12-stepping You're going to be 12-stepping the them. Yeah, yeah. And I do think you're right that um, upon a little, like, reflection, I just, you know, uh, that you would want to, like, it would be It would be unethical. unethical. Yeah, completely agree. 
Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Sandy's taking me to school today. I got, <laughs> I'm got. i in trouble for all the things. So it's you're, okay. You're I'm not, fine by it. It's all right. Um, the other thing that I was thinking uh, on the admission scandal side of stuff was that I had kind of the flip view of this. Now, I didn't um, do as much um, looking into the kind of fallout for Olivia Jade and her sister specifically, but my brother and I were talking yesterday or the day before, and he had the, the conspiracy theory idea that this might be... Um, Lori Laughlin's attempt at being Chris Jenner that this uh, admission scandal might be Olivia Jade's sex tape scandal now it's taking her sister sad. down in the process yeah um, well it's sad that, that that's where our society is that he's probably right yeah that it's very possible that Lori Laughlin is of the mind of like any press is good press and he brought to my attention something I hadn't realized which was like there are any number of kids involved in this Right. Who knows how many parents and kids and whatever. And the press cover, the media coverage that these that Olivia Jade and although I will. I mean, I don't know her sister's name. Yeah. Have had has been, her sister doesn't have a YouTube channel right. that she went on and said how much she hates school. Right. So I mean, it's like that's what makes press the story coverage so that juicy. This Olivia Jade. Ha, Olivia Jade has gotten has been like astronomical compared to like anyone, any other kids names being mentioned or whatever. And then like, it's really unfortunate because you're right. It's taking our sister down in the process who may be a little less prepared to handle the fallout of it or just like, you know, whatever. And so, uh, anyway, uh, his theory was that this was her, um, th- her sex tape basically. And I was like, you know that you're right. Like it's de- very definitely a possibility. Yeah, I mean, she's getting... I I didn't know who Olivia Jade was before this. Now, I won't be watching her YouTube videos, Mm -hmm. but um, I did just through um, how how they kind of one follows another one. There's a girl named Harlow who is a former classmate of some other kids who were involved in this scandal. Um, a high school classmate and she's getting famous off of it because she's suddenly getting a bunch of views on her YouTube channel Mm -hmm. just because she's saying I went to school with them and I thought they were bitches. Yeah. I mean, she's not saying those words. She's trying to come off like, like really, um, YouTube starry. I mean, they're all the same, right? (laughs) They're all girls sitting (laughs) under their couch with their legs folded up and their hair looking really natural. (laughs) Yeah. And like their makeup perfectly done. And then they act like they're so nice, but they all have vocal fry. And, um, and that's the recipe to be a YouTube star. Yeah. Um, but yeah, should we do an episode in all vocal fry sometime just to see what happens? I don't know. Can we withstand that? Can that, would that fly? Um, so anyway, (laughs) anyway, anyway, I don't know. It's like so fetch. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) Joey and I were watching the Michael Jackson documentary, Mm. which is a whole nother episode in itself. I haven't watched it. I can't make myself watch it. It's real intense. Yeah. But what we couldn't handle was Wade Robson's wife's vocal fry is it the worst it's the worst well you know that wade robson is who britney spears cheated on justin timberlake with yes yes okay i wanted to make sure yes not a, there's not anyone on the planet who doesn't know that but and i think that's, that's probably why nobody believed wade robson when he spoke up in 2003 <laughs> they're like no because you're the douchebag uh, <laughs> who broke up jt and britney <laughs> america's sweetheart so now you're just trying to ruin michael <laughs> Poor Wade. Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, he's actually a really accomplished, he's quite an accomplished entertainer. I mean, he's a very accomplished choreographer and dancer, but I haven't watched the thing. So his wife's vocal fry is the worst. Where is she from? The worst. Is she. I he's she, Australian, right? He is. She's, she's, I, she screams LA. I don't oh, okay. know if that's true or not, but 
she picked up the vocal fry in LA for so, sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. It's out there on every street corner in LA. Right. You for just sure. pick it up. You just pick it up. We're going to shift gears a little bit because there are two things that I want to talk about um, that are coming in 2020. The first thing is, uh, first of all, this is kind of like a quick one. I don't think we'll spend much time on this, but Bill and Ted of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventures are making a third movie called Bill and Ted 3. Oh, shit. I forgot to write the name of it down. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent. Bill and Ted number three. Bill and Ted number three is coming out, so people are stoked on that. Uh, and then the other thing that's happening is... Weed sales go up Weed everywhere. sales skyrocket. Uh, yes. and, and the original two, Bill Winters is actually Bill Bill's name or what... The character, the guy that plays Bill... Wait, who plays who? Shit. Keanu Reeves plays Bill. Alex Winter. Alex Winter. Thank you. That guy, he's he's like in direct. They're both back is the point. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are both back for the third installment of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And it comes to terms, apparently the storyline, although I can't remember the name, it comes to terms. It's like Bill and Ted number three, shit gets real or something. It comes to terms with the fact that in number two, they're supposed to like save the world or something. And that in number three, they're 50 and they're not 20, you know, they're 20, they were supposed to save the world. Now in number three, they're 50 and they haven't saved the world. Like, and like, I hope that they include Donald Trump as president. I, they probably will. Yeah. I, that's my guess. Mm -hmm. So that's happening, which I think I will have to check out. Um, and then the other movie that's coming out is this movie called Hustlers that is starring Cardi B. It'll be Cardi B's acting debut, which I'm here. I mean, I want Cardi B to EGOT so bad. She's got the Grammy. What is EGOT? Oh, uh, it's Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So oh. Emmy is t uh, television. Uh, Grammy is music, Oscar is film, and Tony is Broadway. So I need her to get an Oscar nomination for this Hustlers film because I need I need Cardi B to EGOT. That would be amazing. Uh, it'll be starring Cardi B, J-Lo, and Julia Stiles, which seems like, hmm. I mean, whatever, except they're a group of um, plucky strippers who get together and take down... <laughs> yes. Uh, if only I could have you do the microphone head thump at least three times an episode. It's my seriously my favorite thing. What are plucky uh, strippers? Plucky, down on their, they're not down on their luck. They're just like, uh, what does plucky mean? Uh, like street smart, you know, like, uh, is that true? Perseverant. They're like perseverant. They're like, okay. uh, not going to let anything get them down, you know, oh. plucky. All right. So a group of three plucky strippers who take down, who band together to take down With their severe childhood trauma. <laughs> to, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, to take but probably, but probably <laughs> sorry. I don't know. Can't win tonight. Just hang up the headphones, head off stage. Uh, the, they get together to take down their Wall Street clients, and it's based on a true story. So my thought it's was... It's not personal, Heidi. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's okay. I'm going to take off my headphones. <laughs> no. Or I could just be quiet. Uh, they get together. They're going to take down their Wall Street clients. My thought is like, clearly I can see Cardi B and J-Lo playing some strippers. I don't know about Julia Stiles, but she did have some banging moves in... What was that movie? Save the Last Dance. Save the Last Dance. Save the Last Dance. When you Save said Julia Stiles, I was like, well, I, maybe she's been keeping up her dance moves since the early 90s. It's mm -hmm. very possible. Very possible. She was a great dancer in that movie. Uh, she danced ballet and hip hop. Yeah, it's impressive. It impressive. And she was a white girl. <laughs> in an, she was a white girl. In her city school. There you go. Breaking barriers. Against the odds. Against plucky. the odds. Plucky. She was plucky, see? You I know what plucky means. I, I don't. <laughs> I probably just used it wrong. No, but it you're good. Oh, it's fine. I like it. Uh, so I was thinking, then I was like, well, maybe yeah, Julia I mean, Stiles you can't did. really use plucky wrong, right? I don't like, think so. I mean, 
You can't. I don't think you can. You can't. Everything can be plucky. Uh, anyway, I feel like Julia Stiles might be like the owner of the strip club or something. Like maybe she's not actually, if she's not I doing- think J-Lo would be the owner oh, of the strip the club. the matron. Mm-hmm. God, I'm just, I'm so here for it. I love J-Lo. I can't wait to see Cardi B EGOT with an Oscar nomination for the movie Hustlers. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready for it. So that's coming. I'm gonna have to wait though. It's not coming until 2020. Uh, the other thing we got to talk about is that this could happen to us. News alert. We are going to win the Powerball? Well, we are going to win the Powerball. That could be us. But also in Portland podcaster news. <sighs> this could happen to us. This is not the Portland podcaster. <laughs> Mark's got a photo up of the guy that did this, but a Portland podcaster named Greg Nibbler, who podcasts a show called the fun employment hour or something. Why does he call it that? He should call it Nibbler's nibbles. Oh my God. If my last name was Nibbler, I would not call my podcast. Nibbler's. Something's wrong with my camera. I would not call. Oh, you're frozen. (laughs) Not anymore. That's a good freeze. That's That's so appropriate. (laughs) so appropriate <laughs> it's like i got stuck in mid vocal you fry you got stuck. you're back now now you're I was back like so uh, nibblers yeah, anyway. nibbles uh i agree with you it's a missed opportunity <laughs> title is a missed opportunity anyway uh greg nibbler mr nibblers nibblers was uh in burger in line at a drive-thru in at burgerville which for those of you who are listening outside of portland that's like basically our i want to say it's our in and out but i feel like that does uh that's uh, slanderous to in and out it's like Portland's burger chain it's it's it would be like something just opened oh super deluxe super deluxe it's supposed to be Portland's in and in and out but yeah. really I think Burgerville is more appropriate because it's so much more Portland it's like locally sourced yeah. foods and yada yada yeah anywho it's just not quite as like I digress yeah I agree with you I completely agree with you so anyway uh Burgerville Nibbler- is a fast food joint you might find me at that's right and they're unionized now their, yeah. la- their workers are unionized. Very so, Portland. Yeah, it's very progressive. So, yeah. so uh, I could get carjacked there. You could get carjacked there, especially because you're a superstar now. You are <laughs> a mega star. You're going to have mega millions. You're going to have Woo! lots of money. Uh, so anyway, Portland podcaster Greg Nibbler was in his car at, waiting at the drive-thru of a Burgerville when this guy who's on our screen, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this lovely mugshot. He was a John Doe. They did eventually release his name, although I don't know who he is. He's really uh, proud of himself. He is looking, to me, it looks like he might Smart. Still be yeah, he does look a little <laughs> smug. I might call him plucky. <laughs> he might also be plucky. He, he might be the dark plucky. side of plucky. Uh, anyway, he so came can up. Can I tell you that you were correct? About, oh, thank you, you definitely okay. know the definition of plucky, which I'm I'm impressed. Okay, plucky is an adjective that means having or showing determined courage in the face of difficulties. Oh yeah, perseverance. You killed it. Yeah, awesome. Nailed well, it. Well, he did. He was a plucky carjacker. He was. Because what happened was he came up to Greg Nibbler and he said, "Buy me a burger." MFR or whatever and why would I suddenly censor so, myself yeah. on that of all the things I said tonight so <laughs> buy me a burger motherfucker <laughs> that's what I meant to say so, <laughs> see you're plucky <laughs> I will get, persevere that curse word <laughs> yes. god damn it so he comes up to Greg Nibbler says buy me a burger motherfucker and Greg Nibbler goes excuse me and he gets a bottle out and he says buy me a burger I'm gonna bang you over the head with this bottle and the guy's like what and then he apparently greg was driving a pickup truck so then he uh mr john doe got in the back of the pickup truck and just started throwing shit out of the back of the pickup truck right so greg's like hey man i got a tent back there i got my camping shit back there like what the fuck so he gets out of his car goes to the bed the truck bed while he's still waiting in line while he's out of his car uh mr john doe hops out of the truck bed and into the driver's seat 
and like mm-hmm. takes off with his car basically carjacked in a car-jacked. very special way in a very special way <laughs> perseverant way yes. he had to create a distraction to get greg out of the out of the driver's seat so he could get himself into the driver's seat so anyway i'm just saying this is the kind of bullshit that is happening in portland all carjackers meth heads everywhere we got some things going on oh, heidi there was a naked guy with axes at an elementary school near my house the other day that they had to call uh, everyone in the city for it was crazy it's dangerous too it's dangerous it's dangerous to be it's a dangerous town to be famous in it's a dangerous town to be a famous <laughs> podcaster uh, so we need to nah. have security come <laughs> my problem actually i don't know if i could have a vocal fry because i would have to think farther in advance of what was going to come out you of have my to mouth. pick the word to draw out yeah. your show um, um, you're welcome listeners what I have to say is I just started watching um, a Como report which mm. is Seattle's local news station doing okay. a report called Seattle is Dying oh. and it's talking about um, the problem that Seattle's having that's very similar to the problem that Portland's having well, someone posted this on Nextdoor very truth telling yeah, way yeah, yeah. girl watch it yeah I almost did watch it and actually I was thinking about watching it and then Jeff told me the other day he got off Nextdoor we were having a conversation about Nextdoor because we were watching a TV show that we like called I'm Sorry and it's super funny. It's on this channel called True TV which is like garbage, mostly garbage TV but this particular show is on it. It's hilarious. And in it she refers to being, she's like, oh, I'm on Nextdoor right now and it's like just such a current pop culture reference that everyone's doing. I don't know why all TV shows aren't talking about Nextdoor because everyone is on it except yeah. for Jeff. He just got off of it. And I was on it today and saw the link about, and that is really a long way to bring it back around, but yeah, saw the link about the story you're talking about. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. What do you like about it? What do you like about it? It's just, it's, it's truth telling. It's saying that it's a drug problem. 100%. Yes. yes. It's real. It, cause I guess my struggle with homelessness has always been my anger versus, versus my compassion yeah. and how much compassion should I have in the setting of how, how much anger am I feeling and how much shame should I feel for feeling the anger and, mm-hmm. um, and just going through all the iterations of that. Mm-hmm. And, um, for me, I've for a long time I've been really real about that the crime is real. Yeah. Because on Next Door app, especially, there's yeah. a lot of people who want to preach compassion and they're just people with problems and yada yada. No, the crime is legit. The crime is yeah. real. The drugs are real. Yeah. And um it's dangerous and yeah. it is changing our city. I've also kind of grappled with, well, is this just what living in a big city is? Mm. But that's really difficult for people who have lived in the city their whole lives and right. grown grown up here. It's mm. tough. Because so, it hasn't always been like this yeah so it's really direct it's really truth telling Mm -hmm. about what's going on but they also don't blow over like there's one place where they're showing in an in a non-exploitive way because it could look exploitive the Mm -hmm. way that they document the homeless people Mm -hmm. um i'm not sure if it's exploitive or not to be fair yeah but they do talk about this is suffering Mm -hmm. like this is pain yeah and this is drug addiction yeah and you know there is a mental health component Mm -hmm. but the other thing that they've said that i've known for a long time is they're here because they want to be here because they want to keep using drugs yeah yeah it's not like if we just had enough resources Mm -hmm. they would be off the street that is not true there are resources i don't know that they're plentiful i I don't know that they're but we know there's resources thousand percent agree with that in fact i've often said you know if you are willing to be clean and sober in this city there is a place for you to sleep right 
it's true yeah and that's it like not if you're willing to be clean and sober and have your dog and have your part there's like no and have your meth and right, all that because it's like in seattle they're living on the streets and they're mm-hmm. able to have up to three grams of hard drugs on right. them they're allowed yeah they're not going to give that up right and and, and i do have to speak up this documentary says 100 percent drugs there is mental health and and also mentally ill people don't want to take their medications right. and that's also usually a criteria for getting into housing is yeah, you have, have to take, take your, your medication yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Uh, well I'll say like I speaking of that reminded me there's a guy that's living on a van in a big um, conversion van I think that's what they're living called living in a van living in a van down like, by the river exactly what you picture when yeah. you think of that um, and when you think of that skit and he's living in a van down by the overpass but it's by my house and for the last three days every day at two o'clock I've been out with the dogs and I see him he's got the back door of the van open and like a um, blanket draped across it but I've seen him pull the blanket aside and like just start vomiting all over outside of the van right he's so fucking sick and I'm assuming alcohol but I mean could be alcohol or drugs or whatever and it's just like it's gnarly. It's fucking gnarly, you know? So it's like, and not just because like, I'm not grossed out by the puke, right? Yeah. It's gnarly because it's gnarly living conditions. It, the crime exactly. is real. The problem is real. The drugs are real, like you were saying. Like, yeah, it's just and like, like, and like this guy, this the um, reporter said so clearly, this is suffering. Mm-hmm. This is pain. That guy is fucking and suffering. And he does that today to wake up and do it again tomorrow. Yeah. And it is very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they go start. into a lot of, um, so what, I want you to watch it Mm -hmm. because what one person did, one business owner is he decided to run for city council. And while I have never considered doing anything like that, I know that you (laughs) have, and it was inspiring enough to be like, yeah, that is what, what has to be done on the city level to make a change. That's true. I completely agree with that. It is because there are politics involved in this. The police are being instructed not to enforce Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the camping yeah. laws and no, the there are, drug- I completely agree. There are yeah. politics that are, that are related to it that are not particularly well informed or, um, willing to look at like really uh, willing to look at the causes, I think. So yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting. I'll definitely have to take a look at it. Um, take a look, take a look. It's in a book on a documentary. Uh, Seattle <laughs> is dying. <laughs> Uh, one more thing before we move into our main topic for the, sh- for the night. Um, I, we have one listener in Mesa, Arizona. I've been looking at our uh, listeners, our geography, our geographic representation of listeners. I don't even know where Mesa, Arizona is. I don't really Other either. than in Arizona. Yeah. Uh, but I'm headed there next week. So I just wanted to- To Mesa? Sh- yeah. I'm going to Mesa for spring training. Je- uh, Jeff and I are going to go down and watch some Cubs Red Sox games uh, I bet you on Saturday. It's a baseball player. Yeah, I don't. Oh, maybe. Maybe they come a little early. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, they've been down there all season. So anyway, yeah. our listener in Mesa, I just want to give a shout out to you. I'm going to be in Mesa next week. I like legit was like, if you're not a weirdo and you want to DM us, I would consider meeting you somewhere. <laughs> but I don't know. I got to do it. Maybe. I don't know. Put that out there. Just balls in your court. Let's see if we win the lottery first. <laughs> yeah, okay. Seriously. I'll just bring my security team with me then. Uh, okay, so uh, Sandy and I, this topic for this week is so Bring your fun. dog. Uh, yeah, I will bring my dog. Like, uh, I will bring my dog. The topic for this week is one of, is so fun. Uh, earlier, I want to give a little background. On Thursday, no, Sunday this week, I met with my girlfriend, Christy, who I just love, Christy Abero. She is a woman that I used to coach a little bit, did some creative coaching with her. And then she currently has her own podcast. She and her friend Margaret have a podcast called The Goal Crush. So everyone should check that out especially if you're anyone that's interested in like bullet journaling or like 
goal setting. They're like seriously into goal setting. So they don't do much. I mean, they do a little bit of catch up like this, but every episode is like about a specific goal that they're talking about. So it's a little bit different style of podcast than us. Um, and they're, um, She's one of my really good friends. So she and I were talking. She's back in the dating game. And somebody had sent her this link to the A to Z guide to dating lingo for like people it. who are dating. So this is really funny. I sent a, a picture of it to Mark. He's going to put it up on the screen if you're watching it on YouTube. That um, It's just a cute little thing. So it had all different terminology of um, A to Z slang to help you navigate dating. So I picked out a couple of my favorites. Um, you read it. You read over it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I read a few of them. One, there's one that I really liked tell me which one you liked it was the um deep liking oh deep liking that yes. was yeah tell our listeners what deep liking is let me see if i can get it right <laughs> deep liking is i think when you are just first dating somebody or have a crush on somebody yeah. and you go into their social media mm -hmm. and scroll way way back and yeah. like the old shit and start just <laughs> liking like shit from like 2016 yes and I yes. like when you can do that unabashedly like I don't want to be like oh, you know I mean there's one some people do it and then they're like oh my god I accidentally liked something from way far back but I like that deep yeah. liking the intentional deep liking I have a gender theory oh tell me about it I think men do that way easier than women do yeah because if women do it they seem like they're stalking mm -hmm. and, and if, we overthink it all yeah. and like we don't want if i do this what does it mean what's he gonna think what's it gonna look like i don't want to look like this but a dude's like ah cool picture yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of my theory on I deep feel like liking that actually pretty accurately sums up the difference between men and women in all maybe always that's yeah. why i'm telling you i'm gonna be one day a great dating coach you are a great dating coach not one day right now you're like one of the best relationship coaches out there you're an expert I'm an expert. It's true. I dated. Yep. Um, one of the ones that led me to the article was that this friend of mine was having this problem with breadcrumbing, which is when someone is sending out flirty but non-committal messages. I hate that shit. To keep a potential lover just interested enough, imagine leaving a trail of breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs for someone to follow. So I didn't know that that was what that was called. But what does that mean? That means they're unavailable. Yes, that means they're unavailable. We talked about this on a previous podcast. We did. And mm -hmm. I really think one of the things that's actually in the book that I'm working on is that, you know, if you're going to make a date, go ahead and like set it, you know, it's go ahead and make a fucking date. Set a time, set a date, and set a place like when you're talking about it. You know what I mean? Like I, I am not here for this breadcrumbing bullshit. Well, I would say that in an even stronger way, like if if he or she wants mm -hmm. to go out with you, they will make sure yes. that a date is set. Yes, thank Don't you. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, that's a little more articulate way to say what I was talking about. Absolutely. Uh, if they're into you, you guys, they're going to find a way to say, meet me at this time at this a place. A date will be set. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, you, that's not something, my friend, that you have to force. If this person <laughs> is into you, a date will be made. 1,000%. 1,000% agree. I think I said on that last podcast that like, I dated a guy for a long time. This was pre sobriety uh -huh. um, that could not tell me he wanted to see me. <sighs> he had to like, <laughs> he had to like give me three hints and then oh, I, I had to set the date. Say, well, do you want to hang out? Mm. And we were in a relationship. Not available. We were in a relationship. Mm. Yeah. That's hard to hear. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sanity. You're so much different today. And I, I love know. that. <laughs> But I did. Even then I was like, would you just fucking ask me yeah. to go out? Yeah. I feel like I can't, it's pretty hazy because I did so much drinking, but I feel like there was a whole flurry of years for me there where it was like, I would just end up, I would end up just being like, 
I would set the date or whatever because I'd be like, can't you just, and I was attracted to these guys that were unavailable because I was attracted to unavailable men and I couldn't ever get them to like really ask me out. And then I kind of, and you couldn't walk away and I couldn't walk away. You couldn't go like, Hey, this guy is unavailable. I should walk away. Oh my God. No, not a chance. And Uh so I would just be like, just meet me here in this time and place. And of course we would meet up, but like, it would just be so, it was like such a strange push and pull. It's forced. Yeah. It wasn't right. I mean, obviously it wasn't right. Yeah. It's willful. It is. Yeah, for sure. Um, The next one that is actually the one that's right below bread coming because it starts with seed this was one of my faves it was called cuffing which is cereal singles pairing up for the colder months yeah this is new when opportunities to get some are fewer fewer and further between didn't we have a word for that i called it cupcaking well but no cupcaking that's is not cupcaking. seasonal cupcaking no, is not seasonal cu- now that you um, mention it so heidi and another friend and i we used to meet um we used to meet up like once a month and we called mm. our meeting craps and we'd eat, yes. meet at coffee and catch up yeah and um at the time i was single and it was when heidi was just starting to date and fall in love with jeff and mm-hmm. our other friend was also in a relationship that he was pretty blissed out in. Were we talking about hibernating? We were talking about hibernating and bear traps. Bear traps. Yes. That's it. There we go. And that's what we called it. Yeah. Because you got to get someone to step in the bear trap so you can trap them for the winter. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that. That's one of my best terms. Yeah. Well, I read that cuffing and I'm like, that's not what that's called. No, that's not called cuffing. bear trapping. That's a fucking bear trap. That's a bear trap. (laughs) And you got to make sure your bear trap is like good and rusty. So like really, (laughs) give the person tetanus. You're not going anywhere. (laughs) Not till springtime. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. that's like one of my best ones how did I forget that I don't know no wonder I liked cuffing because I knew that it was yeah so cupcaking is different cupcaking is different yes cupcaking is not seasonal and it's like from a place of love not a place of like I gotta trap someone for the winter (laughs) (laughs) which I've definitely done the bear trap I coined the term I definitely have done that Uh, the other one I liked uh, if I'm gonna do them in alphabetical order uh is ghosting. No, I don't like ghosting. I have something to say about ghosting. I'm not going to do them in alphabetical order. Uh, peacocking. Um, I think I might know what that is. I didn't read that one. That's okay. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, peacocking is dressing up for Instagram or even in real life to gain attention, like how peacocks use their tail feathers to lure a mate, which I just feel like, I just like the idea. I like It's that a this, must. Yeah, I like that this We all has, must peacock. <laughs> it just has, it gives me an excuse to say like tail feathers. I just yeah. feel like the image of like the peacock feathers had me like, oh, smiling. Yeah, I've done that for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's one of the fun things about dating mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. getting maximized in your cutest slash slightly sexy outfit but not too revealing yeah (laughs) i just lost the page i uh went away for a second because i lost the page that had all the terms on it and i'm trying to figure out how oh there we go one of the funnest things about dating is getting dressed for the date oh i completely agree yeah yeah and it's hard when um, I don't I don't do that as much anymore. Jeff and I do make uh, regular dates. You know, like we have date nights and I will like get my makeup and do my hair done, like get my hair, do my hair, put my makeup on. But um, it's even not then, the same. It's not, I usually end up wearing like a flannel shirt and like my, sneak, <laughs> you know, my flats or whatever. It's not like the, we were talking a couple of weeks ago. Because you can't get the bear trap off. I know. <laughs> Why, why would you do your makeup? Like, why would that you? That bear trap is rusty AF. So sorry about it. Even if you get it off, you're not going far. So, um, but like, but yeah, it's not like I put the heels on. I will sometimes, but just not as much anymore. Do but, you, when you go out, just you and Jeff, do uh, you wear heels still from time to time? Um, occasionally. It really depends on the weather, honestly. More than anything else, I'd say it depends on the weather. Because my favorite heel to wear and the heels that I have that look best are open toe. Oh, mm-hmm. And like in the rain, I just, I'm like, oh God. 
God, it's too much. So yeah. for the short summer months, I am more likely to be wearing heels on a date. And on, I really do think that's true for me, that it's more about what the weather's like than it is about like what, I, you know, how willing I am to get dressed up. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that I like that's on here that is around uh, peacocking is, oh, on a thing. Seeing someone, here's the definition that's on this thing. Quote, seeing someone is so 2014, on a thing is your new term for casually dating. I like it. I, but did it, I don't have any reason to use it, but did I like it describe it. if you're fucking, uh, no, it does not. And it doesn't say if fetch is here because or do they, <laughs> yeah. Um, do they, um, do they talk about that? Because I think that is this geared towards our I generation, mm. our generation Y and the millennials, because I don't know that they date. Yeah, I don't know. This doesn't really, it's it's not clear. And the article does talk about because dating. Because I'm curious if on a thing means you're fucking. Uh, it doesn't say. It's a very short definition. It says casually dating. So I think it means casually fucking. Yeah. I'm reading between the lines. I would, I would. Because I think there's not much difference anymore. I think dating is fucking. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a millennial. I don't know, but. I'm with you on that. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm pretty, I, I agree. Um, and then the last thing that I like, oh, I was trying to make this a thing is Q. Q is cool new slang for cool. For instance, you might say the girl I'm dating is really Q or we broke up, but we're still Q. And I am suspect about this one. <laughs> Just like I'm suspect about <laughs> Fetch. <laughs> you didn't seem suspect about Fetch. That's true. You, no, you, I was on board for it. Owned I owned it. it. You yes. were suspect about Fetch. I was suspect That's about right. Fetch. I'm like, no. Nah! So uh, one of the things I haven't heard fetch, but I also haven't heard Q. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard Q at all. So I am suspicious. Yeah. I might start trying to use it and see how it goes over, but I don't think it'll go over very well. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Mark shaking Thank his you. head. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> I love it. Uh, one I think of you just got vetoed. <laughs> Mark, you might get half. All I'm going to say is, yeah, just remember who was willing to... <laughs> right <laughs> oh i see okay okay back in the will back in the will uh the last one is that's on here is uh well the last one that caught my attention was ghosting which we all are familiar with ghosting yeah it's not a new my thing my husband was not familiar with ghosting what? when we met whoa i told him that it was okay to ghost the other bitches <laughs> of course you did it was more like you better i love it I love we it. actually had a conversation about how he was gonna let the other ladies down nice i like that you did that and I think it's important. Um, I was ghosting. <laughs> Motherfucker. I like it. Other ladies. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> Tell them. Uh, I, ghosting made me think about something, though. And this might be controversial. It'll be good to have uh, if it is. Okay. So it had me thinking about when you're seeing someone. Let's say you're dating but not living together. Are you fucking? You're fucking. You're fucking. You're dating. But you're not living together. I think that it is acceptable. I'm trying to decide if I really think this. <laughs> pretty sure I do. Do you think it or do you just want to think it? 90% sure that this is where I stand on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave, I gotta leave myself some wiggle room. because You always say it's okay to change your it's mind. It's okay to change my mind. Yeah. Uh, okay. I was thinking about ghosting and it had me thinking about breaking up with someone via text. Okay. Okay. And I decided, I think there is a lot of social pressure to break up with someone face to face when well, it's not necessarily 
when it's not necessary. Well, especially when all their fights are held over text. Yeah. That's another thing that I think is a huge mistake that people Having do these days text. is to have any type of serious mm-hmm. conversation over a text or yeah. email. So, and these are the people, the people who say that like, it's not okay to break up over text are the same people that are having all their arguments over text. Over text. So I don't know. I have. Doesn't add up. I, I do have a little caveat to that. Sometimes uh, as someone who ch- struggles to really feel like how, how I want to express myself, sometimes having an opportunity to have a serious conversation via text gives me an opportunity to like really think about what I want to say and make sure I want to say it. That's the worst But I know you don't like it. No, it's not. (laughs) Heidi, it's not just that I don't like it. It's not... It's no way to actually engage in contact. Yeah. So what that tells me is mm-hmm. you don't want to make contact with me. Oh, interesting. You want to get your point across in the prettiest words possible. You want to choose your words mm-hmm. as as deliberately as you can mm-hmm. to cover your ass, to mm-hmm. take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But you have no interest in hearing me and you have no interest in making contact with me because you're developing this message because your full, your full intention mm-hmm. is to get your point across Mm. and by doing that you are not in any way opening Mm. up to me and I don't and I and I do think it's a huge problem in any close relationship Mm -hmm. and I don't think it's fair and I don't think it's right and I don't think this idea that I don't feel safe having a conversation then you Mm. don't feel safe being my friend yeah I feel like uh, I do uh, it's I like that you I was with I'm with you because I do it I do it deliberately. Like it gives me an opportunity to deliberately choose my words, but I never really considered the aftermath of that. Right. Like it's because it's a self-centered way of communicating. So it gives me an opportunity to like choose what I want to say, say what I, you know, I communicated that way when I was bad at relationships. Mm. My mom, Mm. when I was bad at my relationship with my mom, Mm -hmm. that's how we communicated Mm -hmm. in bad relationships with men. That's how we communicated. Mm. I haven't had a good relationship that I'm not able to have hard conversations face-to-face right right well one of the ways that I've gotten to grow is that we get to have conversations face-to-face that normally that sometimes start out with me texting or us texting and then like we get to have an actual conversation which I am really grateful for Um, and I was thinking about this in terms of breaking up with someone um, because it is a little controversial about like what you said what getting back to that that there are people who are having fights over text and then saying that you have to break up face-to-face and that doesn't it's like not really consistent doesn't make much sense because I do agree that if you are uh, I think that if you're not living together and you want to be done with someone it is and you're already fighting over text anyway you may as well just go ahead and break up over text right I agree yeah I mean there's really no point in being like let's go have coffee and sit down face to face so I can tell you I don't like you anymore yeah and then you can tell me why I should still like you or what you know in the in the dating relationship because I always um feel like what's the point of doing that I mean it it gives you a little more space to just say like this is where I'm at and I'm and we're done or whatever so I wanted to throw a plug in on (laughs) on the tail coattails of ghosting throw a plug in for like listen if you need to break up with someone via text you need to break up with someone via text right yeah and and also like um to for ghost like I do believe it is okay to go somebody I think mm-hmm. it's okay and I think in a lot of um, yeah. situations it's good makes sense it's really it's a really agree. good thing to do yeah 1000% yeah and it's like I think that a lot of people want to be like the bigger person or be the good person and mm-hmm. I'm so emotionally healthy and mature and grown that I'm able to to let you know that I just don't want to see you anymore and um, I don't know for sure that that is um, more gentle on the other person yeah. or not. Right. I don't know. Well, I agree with that, what you're saying that you don't know. And I also think that it does in some way come down to having some integrity, right? Like if I don't want to see you anymore and I like make that clear in some way and then I, and then I go away. Yeah. Like that's 
Yeah. That's having some integrity. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, in some ways, ghosting is like a little, it gets a little bit of a bad name because I guess it implies like that I never tell you that I don't want to see you. But if I've already been breadcrumbing you anyway, I'm like, it's hard to nail me down on a date. I'm not really committal. And then I just go away. Like, this is not a shock. And right. actually, it means I have some integrity because at least I'm not breadcrumb, you know, yeah. breadcrumbing you any anymore. Like, I'm like saying, you know, in my whatever like that I don't really if I don't really want to see you I'm just gonna like fade away no big deal you know it doesn't have to be a big thing yeah so anyway yeah but I do think for you know like closer relationships obviously yeah like ghosting can be really painful for closer relationships and that would be different and so like in the same vein that I would um for a lot of relationships I wouldn't have a hard conversation over text I Mm -hmm. also would you know have a conversation about breaking up in person yeah um not over text right right yeah I like it. I like it. The show, the time has come and we are finishing up. We are wrapping up from Portland. It is a beautiful evening. It was such a great show. Uh, We are sending lots of love, light, and gold. And don't forget to stay vigilant. 